Barbacon success. As you can tell by the lack of beatboxing, Craig Charles is absent today. Uh, Jordan is also absent. He's taking his license test. Craig is in Milwaukee for the Confess Project. So I'm your co-host slash host for today. Am I your Am I Fields? Am I your barber? And I'll let our other guest introduce herself. Hello, everyone. This is Natanya Rochelle Conley, owner of NRC Design Solutions, business consultant agency. Hit me up if you've got any ideas on how to start a business or grow your existing business. 423-943-6604. And Craig, we miss you. <laughs> What a uh, what a cool industry you're in. So explain about what you do. What is it you do? Well, what I do, uh, like I said in the business consultant, is that I um, speak with people who are interested in starting a business. Because uh-huh. that's always a cool question. How do I get started? Yeah. So there's things that you should think about before you get started in the business. What are your finances like? What is your credit like? Because we're always just like, oh, I want to do, you know, bake do cupcakes or whatever the case may be and that's great but there's a business aspect of this too have you have you ran a barbershop scenario have you ever have you planned any of those out i haven't planned any of those out do you see any do you see any holes in the in the current structure that you feel like you could fill <laughs> well well there's always something to do uh, like i said my favorite client craig charles uh, has given me a lot of opportunities um, for him t- from writing bio letters to writing enrollment forms for his nail academy that's getting ready to open up. So it's just so many things that you can do um, because while you're focusing on for you, like Am I, like I said, I'm still working on his brand, everybody, because uh, Am I has such a unique name. Thank you. But as you get your business and you're cutting hair and that's what you want to do, there's other aspects of it that mm-hmm. you want to as well. So while you're focusing on that, then that's where I come in to say, hey, I can get, you know, Get book your appointment, you know, your uh, in-person appointments or whatever the case may be. Uh, as Craig and I always say, we're on the world tour. So. There you go. That's awesome. Yeah, because when you're, you know, sometimes when you're focusing on keeping a business going and yeah. just doing the, the the tangible things that that need to be done, you know, it's hard to expand. And and you coming in, it's like having, it's like cloning yourself almost. Right. Like you get somebody else to help come up with ideas. Yeah, I'm that extra set of hands that can help if you're looking to um, hire people. Like I've got a client right now that's looking to hire. So it's like, oh, what do I do? So now, you just never think about them. Is this a pretty common business? Like are there other people do what you do frequently? Or is it, have you created this business by yourself? Or how... Well, the concept came, and I'll be honest, that I have uh, some entrepreneurial friends. And uh, through the conversations, they're always like, man, I wish I had somebody here that could go run this errand for me. Or I wish I had somebody that could go pick this up for me because I just don't have time. And it was like, I could do those types of things. Yeah, Like go, you know, if you got to pick up supplies or uh, fill online documents, people, that's like the dreaded thing. Me too. I hate it. Hate Hate it. it. See? But then I could come in and say, hey, I can fill out all those, you know, online documents for you or whatever. That's what I... I need you to call DPOR and, and wait <laughs> wait for about 50 minutes to talk to these people. Right. And these are things that are taken away from you making your money. You're right? right. So that's where I come in, be that extra set of hands to help with that. And and yeah. you, this could apply to any business. Probably. Any business, anything. And I've had opportunities. Um, and one thing I like to know what people do around here. Right. Because mm-hmm. there's so many businesses that are here. And it's like, I want to know what everybody does so that we can start working together. Right. Networking. I'm interested to to know what you, like see what you're doing with my name. Like, <laughs> am I? Uh, when I look at when I think about you, am I? Your name is just like so unique. Thank you. And I'm sitting there looking at you now, and it's like you're you're a beautiful person. Well, thank and you. And like I said, and um, 
I, we're going to get something together for that. Well, I appreciate that. I always felt like it was a curse growing up. No. It I, was because uh, it was weird. Because, well, I, for me, I feel like growing up was a very confusing time because uh, I grew up in a rural, small rural community in the mountains uh, as a minority. My father was black. My mother was white, um, which already added some, you know, some co- conflict. Mm-hmm. And then. Uh, they named me Am I, you know, which everybody's like, Amy, Am I? And it's like, I got this name, mm-hmm. you know, and it was always like, it was kind of difficult growing up, you know, it's like I got picked on a lot. I didn't know where I belong. And now uh, growing up, you know, I'm, I'm happy to have my name. I'm blessed to be different. You know, I'm blessed to be who I am. And it's, it's, it is, it has been a blessing, but it was hard growing up. I, and my dad played this song, A Boy Named Sue by Johnny Cash. I don't know if you ever heard that song. Uh-huh. Well, I, I, he played that song and he wanted me to listen to it. I'm like, Dad, is this why you named me this? <laughs> so I can get into fights and stuff growing up. <laughs> but I, no, I do, I do love my name and I appreciate it. Because the first time that I heard it, um, I was like, Craig, is that really his name? Am I? <laughs> and he was like, yes. And it's just like, am I, is, am I the greatest? Am I, I mean, there's just so many ways that you could go with that. See, and it I wasn't like that name. growing up. Like, I'd play football and I'd go, you know, and I did pretty well football. And I'd make a tackle or something. And somebody, they, the announcer from another team would be like, Amy Fields on the tackle. So they're like, that's a big girl out there <laughs> playing out on the football team. That's a big, that's a big old girl. <laughs> But though it's beautiful, and uh, did you do you have a junior? Do you have MI junior? No, I wouldn't, I wouldn't do that to my children. You wouldn't do- no, I would not do that to my children. <laughs> I knew how hard it was. I my my oldest son is named my name's William. His name's William. My dad's name was William. Okay. So and he's my William Miles. Uh, my youngest son's Azariah, so I feel like that'll oh. cause some some challenges for him. It kind of looks like Azar. It could be Azaria, maybe I don't uh-huh. know, but that might cause some conflict for him. Oh. So how's how's the entrepreneur life going for you? Have you going pretty good? Um, like I said, just starting out. I've been in business for like six months, so it's not like a huge, you know, in, in anything. It's a slow startup, but you know, you trust the process. Just like being just like being a barber coming out of school, like Absolutely. it takes time to, you know, build clientele. You know, some ins and outs that you need to you need to work on to to grow. Uh, is there anything that you felt like you were you were overexerting yourself with, like trying to do too much at one time, or, or is there? Is there stuff you added on to? Like, what has changed in those six months from when you started? Well, in the six months that I've started, um, like I said, I had a friend that sat down with me uh, the first part of May, and we just sat and talked. I was like, she's like, what do you want to do? And I'm writing down ideas. Oh, this is what I want or whatever. So I started out wanting to do, like, an organization business. I'm just being transparent how the process went or whatever. And I said, oh, I could help people declutter clean up or whatever office spaces or whatever everybody needs that everybody especially if you've been in business for a while and i was like oh this is great and then as i got to talking to other people it was like hmm like i said my entrepreneur friends it was like wow i could really help in other ways to help grow their business that's my whole point is to help you grow your business right Mm -hmm. so i went from organizing the closet space to helping you know either a person start a business or an existing business owner grow their business so that's been the evolution so i say that to say this you may start out one way but Mm -hmm. don't get deterred if you go in another way just keep going as yeah. we say, pivot. Yeah, pivot. <laughs> Keep moving forward. Keep moving forward. Uh, and you, you said something about working on grants. I think that's something that yes. that I think 
people that are wanting to open barbershops and stuff like that don't take into account like you can you can speak to the city and sometimes there's money available for you to start your business or a class you can take to gain money so how does that work absolutely especially for minority owned businesses Mm -hmm. there's funds available but the thing is having someone that can write the grants for you okay which i do have a great lady uh that does write grants so reach out to me if you need somebody to write a grant for you um because of course you know you have to write the proposals or whatever the case may be mm-hmm. but there's money there and the experience that i'm getting right now is like how you do like for your reimbursements for the money and then you have to keep track of where you spend it too so, so after you spent the money they will reimburse you for that as long as you track it and keep track yes of that. and the key is that you spend every dollar so mm-hmm. people who have grants is like if they give you ten thousand dollars you spend that ten thousand dollars because guess what you're probably going to want some more money later on right yeah. so they'll be like well she didn't if we gave her ten thousand she didn't spend it all why would we want to give you anything later so if they give you the money people spend it all down to the last penny <laughs> so, so um the grant you spend you spend the 10 you get the money mm-hmm. do you, you pay the money back is that how a grant works grants you you don't pay the grants back but you just have to spend the money like okay. what you you just can't say well i wanted the grant to go um buy something generic or whatever you've got to be specific as far as where you're going to use it to pay staff buy equipment or whatever the case may be then you write it to where you prove that yes you spent this money mm-hmm. so it's not like you just get money and just go blow it on <laughs> go buy a new car or go buy a new car no it doesn't work that way you've got to spend it for what you requested it for so right? so, so you know if you were if you didn't have somebody like you <laughs> how would you go about finding these grants in your city or town how would what would, you, what, would you, what way would you go about well that? the main thing like i said that um i've found is that finding somebody who actually writes grants because they're already in that realm of where to look is there a title for that just a grant writer just a grant writer yeah okay yeah because like i said the lady that we use uh diane harden shout out to diane um that's what she did like in her um corporate america job and Mm -hmm. then she did her own business so she's already in that realm as far as like where to look for money so what i would suggest that if you're interested in grants to try to find you someone who is a grant writer Mm -hmm. that can do that research for you because it does take some time to research for that but there's money out there i've been suggested to be called to call the uh town manager or city manager or something like that i don't know if that's a good avenue to go through or not but anything's worth a shot right yeah you have a phone call hey you know you got a grant i'm actually in the process of opening my own barbershop i'm looking for a location okay uh, i've been kind of vague about it uh because i want it to be organic i didn't want to force it because okay. i feel like when you force it um it makes it harder on you so i've just been trying to be really organic about opening a shop and finding a space and uh that's one thing about being a barber it's like if you're if you've been cutting hair long enough, somebody that you cut owns real estate or knows of people that own real estate. Right. And that's really all I've done was just reach out to people. You know, I spoke to people like, hey, I'm gonna let you know the process. So far, all I've had to do is say, hey, uh, you guys work with real estate. Do you have a building? And I've had two or three opportunities to open barbershops, you know, and, and maybe more in the future. So it's just been really, really organic. Um, and I thought about the grant route, too, you know, because. When you open a business, uh, I don't necessarily want to get everything at one time, right. you know, because it's so expensive. And I feel like people push themselves against the wall going out and get tons of small business loans and just filling up a shop with just things, you know, and right. it's like you could build for those things. You don't have to get everything at once. Right. And one thing I would say, even starting out, <clears throat> like you said, with you wanting to open up a barbershop, it's good to, you know, like you said, get the word out and let people know, hey, I'm interested. But one thing you can do in the meantime is, like I said, save money. People don't realize that money 
is key. And when you start a business, guess what? You're not going to be able to go get a business loan right off the top. Yeah. Sorry, spoiler alert. <laughs> um, because you have to build business credit, right? Yes. So you can't be in business for three months and say, oh, I'm going to go get a loan for 25000 It just doesn't work that way. Mm-hmm. So I always try to tell people that as you're starting your business process, start saving some money and start thinking about what is it that I need? You need barber chairs, you need scissors, or whatever the equipment that you need. And as much money as you can save towards that, then, you know, we really don't want to start off with a whole lot of debt, right? Yeah. Personal or business. Mm-hmm. Plug in there for that, too. <laughs> <laughs> credit is important. Oh, it is so important. How do you how do you get credit for business? Say you open up an LLC. In what way do you start working towards getting credit? Right. The, the, the thing that you should start off with first are, like, your net 30 accounts. Um, like, now I'll use, like, Quill. Um, Can you elaborate on the net 30? I'm sorry to make I know, it backtrack. I know. Make it's me a backtrack. lot. It's a lot. But when you're building your business credit, like what they consider net 30 accounts are companies, like I said, such as Quill or Uline, that actually give you like a 30-day cr- uh, line of credit. Mm-hmm. So you go and spend maybe $100 with them or whatever the case may be, and they give you 30 days to pay off that balance in full. Okay. So this helps you start building like your business credit. Just like you would build your own credit, your own personal right. credit, like secure credit card and stuff like that. Right. Mm-hmm. And then you start getting some uh, like gas cards, like Shell or Fleet cards are pretty good for like small business owners. Then you start getting up to your credit cards, like your Chase Inc. I'm throwing out plugs. I hope somebody gives us like a sponsorship. Yeah, let, let me get a card. <laughs> let me get, <laughs> let me get, <laughs> give me a black card. <laughs> and you start building that way. But it is in the same sense as like you building your personal credit. That's how you you build your business credit. And w- and, and then also, uh, you familiar with LLCs and yes. those things? When you're opening, like, say, a barbershop or a business, is it better to go the route of, of, of creating an LLC or going through your own name? Which right. Now, one thing that I've learned in, on my business journey, because I am set up as, like, a sole proprietorship, and the two, the biggest difference between doing, like, a sole proprietorship versus LLC is that LLC covers, like, your personal, like, your like your liability part like if anybody comes after you or whatever or the business they can't come after your personal stuff whereas sole proprietorship is just you right so that llc gives you that umbrella for your assets Mm -hmm. so as for me personally i'm just being transparent as i build assets then i'll probably go on to do the llc part but for me right now it was like sole proprietorship was where i should be so it just depends on where you're at in your journey. Where you're at in your journey. But yeah. definitely working, if you start out sole proprietorship just like I did and work your way up to LLC, that's fine. But that just gives covers your assets. Okay, much, awesome. Yeah. That's some great information you're giving. <laughs> you're that's some questions. I'm asking you questions I want to know personally. <laughs> <laughs> you know I'm here. You know I'm here to help you with anything. So, yeah, well, yeah. I really appreciate that. And you've been working with Craig for a while now. Um, is, is the whole, is it you deal with the school and the barbershop aspect well basically with craig it's kind of like i um deal with craig the person the person okay so you just hold him down (laughs) well i'm not gonna say just but uh like i don't i'm not sure if you know how we kind of started out a few months ago go ahead but um he was um interested in increasing like his enrollment numbers at the school so Hmm. i was like well okay to me it's like okay no brainer and i said well how do you recruit and he said just through social media and i was like no craig we've got to get you out in front of people. feet on the ground right and people hearing your story mm-hmm. so this is where we've where i've come in to get him in front of a students high school students get him in front he's spoken at the rotary we've been all you know just yeah. here and that's where i came in to say craig people need to know your story 
because they know your name. Mm-hmm. And then from there, it's just, you know, taken off. There is a disconnect there between, like, the person and then, like, the social media person. Right. Like, you know, and, and people, sometimes if you get to a point on social media, people think, like, you're unaccessible. Like, they're, it's uncomfortable to even speak to you. Right. But it's really not like that. And I think it's not like that with most people, you know. Um, as far as, like, the, the barbers, this, this, the uh, – I don't know how to put this. I guess famous barbers mm-hmm. uh, are most of the time they're pretty cool. You know, they go to these, they go to the uh, sh- the events, the shows, and I mean, and you can walk up and speak to them. I mean, I'm sure more people want to speak to them, right? In, depending on their number, but they're I mean, they're just human beings like we are. Right. You know, we're all trying to grow and get better. Yeah, and it is because um, one thing that when I tell people that I work with Craig, they're like, "Oh my goodness, I'd like to meet him in person." I'm like, <laughs> "Let me call, you know, text or whatever." Hey, Craig, such such want to meet you, and he was like, "What?" So it's like you said, people just do his name so much, and it was just like he's a human person like anyone else, mm-hmm. and so that has just started even more momentum and him getting the word out about his schools and all of his upcoming endeavors. So. It's, it's been a game changer for him. Yeah, just shout him out. You yeah. know, Craig's been a blessing to me. I'm, the reason I'm at, on this podcast has been because of Craig. Yeah. So, um, but, you know, back back on the topic at hand, like it's um, open a shop, you know, mm-hmm. creating a business. And, and when you open a shop, you know, that to me that is like opening a door to entrepreneurship. You know, like some people think getting a shop is the last point, but I feel like getting a shop is a, like you don't have to get a shop. Your chair that you run is your business. Right. That's where your business starts. You know, it starts in school, of course, and then transitioning into a, a, a shop. And then it, you don't have to necessarily go and open a shop. But for me personally, I feel like that's a next level for me to challenge myself in entrepreneurship, like to to run a business. Um, I'm not really anxious to get barbers in. Of course, that is that's one way to make more money is by getting barbers. But I want to get the right barbers in. I don't right. want to get just... I don't want to take just anybody because I feel like from 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 what I've learned that getting the wrong barber is is just detrimental. It's just detrimental. It just it, it costs you way more than money in a shop. I mean, having the wrong people come in. Right. And once um, when I went to uh, Craig's five year uh, school anniversary or whatever and realized like how many students graduate and then they're gainfully employed, like when they graduate, it was just like, wow. Because all of us that are coming out of college aren't don't always have jobs. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, for sure. So it was like, and this is like a key to people with the entrepreneurship and building like generational wealth for you and your family. It's absolutely. Yeah, and it, and it changes your whole mindset because once you come into something, because almost most almost everybody takes a leap. You're either you're either coming out of high school, not going to college. Mm-hmm. You know, and people are like, what are you doing? Why are you not going to college? Or you're leaving a career. And going on to a different career, you're like, what are you doing leaving here? You got this, you know? And that's, it's like you're taking that leap, and it's like you're freeing yourself from this mindset of dependency upon, like, a company or or some kind of employment. Not that anything's wrong with that. You know, you provide for your family or take care of your needs or whatever you need. But for me personally, like, being my own boss is just such a liberating feeling. I don't, and I'm sure you feel the same way. Right, but then – like you said, I was kind of in that in, in between because I'm almost 49 years old. And it was always like, go to school and go to work. Mm-hmm. That was that was pretty much it. So, like I said, I started with the phone company back in 99. And I, you know, still am gainfully employed while I, you know, start my business as well. Mm-hmm. But that was just all that we were told. Yeah. To go work for someone else. That's the, it's supposed to be the American dream, right? It's supposed to be. Yeah. Right? <laughs> and then it's like the fog come off my eyes and it was like. I can start this, you know, myself. Yeah. And then, and then once you do that, it's like, what else can I do? 
what else can I do? I'm like, right. go get my real estate license. You know, like it's Absolutely. like you can just you could just add so many more things to yourself, mm-hmm. and and you're always working, you're always bringing in money, and then then you build those those assets that make money while you're not working, which is the next level. And then we're really talking there. Now you're really doing something. Right, you know? right. And the only negative is you have to prepare yourself for. Um, retirement you know because there's there's no 401k uh right off the especially with, with borrowing out the out the rip so you have to be save money um you know look into uh, acquiring assets like stocks or real estate or whatever right. and those are those are attainable because even with jobs such as with me being 23 23 years in they stopped paying into our pension like years ago yeah so that's usually what you would get right your pension yeah but now like you said you've got 401k you've got your iras cds or whatever so you've got options as long as you're thinking forward Mm -hmm. to not spend everything that you're making and try to prepare for the your retirement you'll be fine and that's the hardest part because if you don't take your money and put it somewhere or into something you will spend it you're going to spend it because not only are human beings going to live to the fullest amount that they can, right. with, if you give me a hundred dollars, they're probably going to live within that realm of a hundred dollars, and, and you know, unless they get more or lose it, you know. So you need to take that money and put it somewhere, either into some kind of asset, into some kind of, of fund you can't touch. If it's a saving account, I'll be honest with you, things happen. And you're you're probably going to unless you're just super disciplined. So you're probably going to have to get in that savings account at some point. Right. And it's really hard, especially when you have children. Right. And um, such, you know, people say your generation are in your kids and my grandkids coming up. We have access to so many tools to where we can have that financial literacy mm-hmm. where we did not have it before. Because everything I've learned about credit personally has been through the bumps and bruises and all on my own. Because yeah. it was never taught to us. Like, oh, you get a credit card, $500, I'm going to max this thing out. You yeah. know? And you're not worrying about, you've got to pay this back. So it's all about, like you said, being conscious, being responsible with the money that you do have. Credit, 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 credit. <laughs> very <laughs> important. Very important. <laughs> And like you said, if you make a hundred dollars, don't spend a hundred. Well, and, and I grew up. Uh, my dad was the first of the credit generation, you know. So, so he got this credit card, and to him, I guess it was free money. Right. And we he, my my father was an artist, and art, artists are notorious for being bad with money or just not, you know, not having any money at all. So, like, you know, I, I saw that struggle at a young age, and of course, I lived through it. And not that I I felt like I did without. Um, but there were, I mean, there was, there were several Christmases where I was like, Hey, this ain't happening. You know what right. I'm saying? We ain't even gonna get a tree right. because it ain't it's just another day. Right. And you know, I, I've, I've learned from that and I realized I didn't want to put that kind of pressure on my family. Mm-hmm. So it just takes those baby steps and discipline. It's just like, it's trying to lose weight, which is another thing that I'm working on. And it's just, it takes discipline. It does. But then one thing you just don't be so hard on yourself. Okay? I am. Just, t- just do realistic goals. And that's in life in general, right? Do realistic goals. What's a realistic goal? Because if, well, like you said, with your weight loss journey mm-hmm. or whatever, and if you tell yourself, like, maybe lose five pounds in a week or something, just not say, I'm going to lose 20 pounds in a week. You know, that may not happen, but it's just like, okay, maybe five. You so might that be dead incur- after that. You go lose 20 pounds. <laughs> no, I don't think that's realistic. But some people will say, I'm going to lose 20 pounds in a week. And yeah. it's like, no, maybe start out with five. Because you're trying to encourage yourself to keep going, right? Yeah. So create realistic goals and not just beat yourself up. Oh, man, I lost four pounds instead of five this week. I'm just, you know, whatever. And celebrate the wins, right? That's the biggest thing I, 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 that's helped me through this. And sometimes you lose track of your little wins after, yeah. after you keep going. Mm-hmm. But it seems like 
you know, especially when you try to stay humble too. And I think that's my problem. And Craig's always reminding me like, you do this, you do this, you do this. And I'm like, oh yeah, but I'm, you know, I'm try- but I'm trying to stay humble in my mind. Right. But at the same time, I'm, I'm discrediting my wins. I'm not celebrating my small victories. Absolutely. And the, the small victories is what powers you to the big ones. You know, it's like stepping stones to the big ones. And I, and, and it's almost, I don't know, it's almost detrimental to right. try to stay, um, I don't know. I, I have this thing where I'm just like, I don't want to be in the light. And, and then sometimes it's and Craig's the one's like, hey, come over here. Come on. Hey, <laughs> so one day at a time. No doubt. But like you said, we got to focus on the positives, right? Mm-hmm. Instead of I don't have, I don't have. Why don't you say I do have? Mm-hmm. You have a family. You have healthy kids. You have a healthy spouse. I mean, you th- you focus on your positive of what you do have and not, well, man, I don't have that big house over on the ridges. <laughs> Well, you have a house, right? Yeah. You have a place to live. So that's one you thing know? I was okay. Like, and that's nothing Barbara taught me because when I was in the process of getting my license, I knew I wouldn't make any money. So I started off doing five dollar haircuts. You know what I'm saying? Five dollar haircuts in twenty in twenty eighteen, twenty nineteen. That's not realistic. You know, right. like it's not. You can't support your family on that. So we had a house. We had a nice house. We sold it. And we moved into this single wide trailer. It was like six of us, you know. And we had, I, had to, I remember putting those bump beds together. It was miserable. Oh. And, you know, what? we loved harder. In that small room, we, right. we loved harder. And we made it home. And slowly I started picking up and getting better and getting clients. And then we decided to buy another house. And, and you know, we're, we've been blessed ever since. But just celebrating that that small single wide right. got us to our big house. Because you, you have to appreciate what you have right now. Because mm-hmm. if you don't appreciate this $10 that you've got in your hand right here, what makes you think that you're going to get this 100 You yeah. know, you got to appreciate that, oh, I have this $10 over here. That $10 turns into 100 200 or whatever the case may be, but you've got to appreciate where you're at right now. And that's like the, uh, you know, the walk of barber school. Like when you first celebrate, when you first get to school, mm-hmm. you might not know how to cut hair, but hey, at least you took this leap. You, right. you made the decision to do it. So right. you're there. And then, then you start to pick up some skills, and then it might just be on a mannequin head. But at least you can do now on a mannequin head what you couldn't do before. And then you switch over to people, and you're like, okay, this is my first time doing people, and you're nervous and you're shaking. And I remember what it was like. I'm not gonna pretend like I never. I was right. shaking like crazy, you know, first haircut. <laughs> I was nervous, sweating. I'd sweat really bad. That was my thing. Like I knew I was having a hard time. I start sweating, and it's like nowadays I don't, I don't really get those feelings anymore. And you kind of miss them. And that's why teaching is cool. Because I can go back and I can see the students go through the same right. phases that I went through. And it's right. really cool. And I appreciate that you teaching because, you know, you have that skill and you're wanting to give it to other people. I love that. People who teach because you're giving that to to the future and you're just not holding it in. You know what I mean? And that was instilled by Craig, you know. And then, um, you know, I was cutting this guy's hair the other day and I was telling him, he should, you know, I live in a small it's a small community. And, and he sells he sells cars and I was cutting his hair. And I was like, yeah, man, you know, he's a, he's a creative dude. And I was like, hey, you want you should be a barber. And he's like, why are you telling people that? I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, I'm, I'm a car salesman. I'm not going to tell people they need to go sell cars. That's more competition for me. And I'm like, but I don't think about it like that. You know, I love this so much, and I get so much joy out of it that I want to share it with you. And, and that's kind of what Craig has taught me. Mm-hmm. And um, in doing that, you, you would think that it would cause more competition, but it just opens up more opportunities and blessings for you, you know. So, but people try to hoard up what they got. They try. To, they don't want nobody else to have it. They don't. They think they got something nobody else has got, and they don't want to give it to nobody. And that's what hurts people, mm-hmm. you know. And that's and it, it hurts your legacy as well. Right. And then one thing um, we were talking about with business as well. You got to learn to work with people. Yeah. Just like you said, there's no point in you holding all your barber skills in and just like, oh, nobody's ever going to do it like me. You you show people that, and everybody's got their own 
unique way of doing things or whatever. Mm. But you love what you do so much that you're like, yeah, why don't you be a barber? Because yeah. you see that in that person that, oh, you would be good at that. And working with other businesses, too, is, yeah. is really cool. Um, shout out to Breaker Barber Company. One of the coolest things I've seen them do was they had a brewery right next to them or near them. And they worked with the brewery and they created their own barbershop beer it's in their wow. name and, you know wow. and, I, and, and working with other small businesses like that i think is really cool and is only going to like add value to the community itself you know when everybody's working together everybody grows everybody eats at the same time right and that's a that's a concept that we really need to embrace because yeah. there's just so many people oh i don't want to deal with this person because of this or whatever it's like let's work together i mean and and not that there aren't people that are that have businesses that um how do I describe this? Need need some need some uh, some love or, or you know maybe you know maybe they just want to hoard everything for themselves. But that that shouldn't slow your growth down. That right. shouldn't slow you down. That shouldn't discourage you from reaching out because there are people and it's all about relationships. Everything, especially bar rings, about relationships because you can get a haircut anywhere. You know why is why do they come to you? Mm-hmm. Some people say, "Oh, I'm the best." There's always somebody better, mm-hmm. and no, and if it ain't gonna be better now, there's gonna be somebody better later. You know, you might be the young cool barber now, but then ten years down the road, there's gonna be a whole nother young cool barber. So, like, right. it's all about the relationships that you build and grow with. Right. And a good friend of mine did say, "Whenever you're in business and chasing money, is is like doomed to fail." Yeah. Because it's like that money is not as important as building those relationships. Yeah, that's going to sustain you a lot longer than. Um, any kind of monetary gain yes. that you can have, I guess. I don't know. I, they get kind of big. I don't know how big it will be. but <laughs> I, w- I want to quote Craig, but I know I'm going to get it wrong about the network and net worth thing. Okay, yeah. That's his thing. Your net worth increases your net worth. There you go. Yeah. Well, there we go. Shout out, Craig. We love you, Craig. <laughs> um, but then it, I understand that more, like I said, being a business owner myself, and it's like it's not about the money. It's about building those relationships because I never know. So am I? I need you to come do an event for me or what? whatever mm-hmm. it is. You're like, yeah, sure, because we've got that relationship. Yeah, no problem. Yeah, I'll do it. You know, and then it went, you know, and you got the relationship and you might charge that person that you don't know might you might charge them this much money but since hey that's your homie i got you you know charging you nothing you never know right. and that's just the opportunity right mm-hmm. to say that okay we're working together and we're on the gram or do whatever we do but that's the opportunity some people just oversee they don't see that so when you come into business and you you take a look around do do you do they ask you to come in and pinpoint places where you can work or do they have a plan for you to go ahead and usually whenever i have consults with my customers um i always ask them where do they want to be because that's the thing i i want to do i want where do you want to be not me to tell you where you should be of course i'm like am i where is it that you want your business to be so then we're having that conversation and then i'm like okay this is where you want then these are the steps to get you there so this is i'm helping you get where you want to be do you feel like you work with more people that are kind of busting out the seams or trying to bust out the seams like you know what I'm some saying? people are just really trying to get by just like oh my goodness i'm overwhelmed what yeah. do i do and it's like okay let me step in because like i said you're focused on doing what you like to do yeah right but then you've got all this other stuff you got this paperwork you got to do and you've got all this whatever and it's like let me help you do that piece so you can focus you know on your customers but the main thing is for me to do like because everybody's business is different right mm-hmm. yeah. so i want i'm listening to you and and getting those solutions for your business because everybody doesn't run run there's the same in my mind so. it's a loose like comparison but i remember talking to a dog trainer and he was like he said other dog trainers were complaining because 
you know, the the person wouldn't really reinforce everything once they got the dog back. But the dog trainer said, uh, it's not their job. They were there. They just want to enjoy having a dog. Right. Like they don't want to have, you know what I'm saying? This is your job to teach. They want to enjoy to have a dog. You right. know what I'm saying? So in my mind, it's like you're doing all the, the training and getting everything repaired while they're taking care of the dog and living with the dog. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So yeah. Uh, it's a very loose conversion. <laughs> I don't know why I jumped in my head. I, my, my mind works so much different. <laughs> Than most people. But then there's just those small things that people are like, oh, I hate this. And I'm like, I don't care yeah. to do it. You know, go fill out a form for you online or go do what? You do I, the I, tedious like stuff. It. Yeah, because I've been doing customer service since 96. And that's another thing. Customer yeah. service in any industry is very important. And creating a customer experience is important as well. I wonder how we can incorporate a customer service in a barbershop. Like, because it seems like with a barber's, when people come get their haircut, if they don't like their haircut, you never see them again. Or at least not for a while. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Or or if they just had a bad experience, you just don't see them anymore. Like, there's no way to have, like, a... And then barbers, you know, if they know they're going somewhere else, they have to live with that um, that uncertainty of, like, why did this person leave? And it's right. like, you know what I'm saying? And it's uncomfortable sometimes. Well, now that you've asked me, like, how... I do my consults for business. Mm. How do you do your consults with haircuts? What do you mean? Like when people come get a haircut? Yes, when people get a haircut. What's your consultation like? Um, yeah, I come in. Hey, how you doing? What's your name? Uh, good to see you. How did you hear about me? Oh, that's awesome. So-and-so. Yeah, I love that guy or that, that person. They're, they're great people. What can I do for you? Um, this, this, and this. Okay, uh, so you're telling me that you've been going to where? First, I find out where they are going, mm-hmm. right? So mentally, I have um, – I don't – I don't compare myself with other people, but when you tell me where you're going, uh, you know, you hear stories about other places from other people and you just kind of file that in your memory banks. Not that I'm hating on people, but in my mind, it's like, okay, this issue has come before me before of somebody that they've dealt with in a certain place. So I'm like, okay, um, I, I can fix that. And then. Uh, formulate a plan, give recommendations. Uh, I usually don't try to get too crazy on the first time with the haircut. Uh, and then, you know, I, I just have a conversation as we go, ask them how they are. And I want everybody to leave my chair um, positive on a positive note, even if, you know, even if it's not just a haircut, but mm-hmm. maybe give you some kind of encouragement for something. And um, that's about it. And, you know, and then you pray they come back, you know, it's like, that's that gray area where it's like, if they don't show up again. What did I do wrong? Right. You know? And, and thankfully I've been so blessed. And the only complaints I really get is like, you're too busy. Like I can't get with you. You got booked two weeks in advance. And oh, such a harsh thing to, you know, whew, I know. I hate that I, I, yeah, I know it's terrible. It's, it's not terrible, but that's so far. It's been my only negative complaint that I've had. Um, and, and I don't, do you have some way to fix that? Is there no, I was getting ready to say it. That's a good thing for you. Yeah, of course. To be booked like that, because that's encouragement for you mm-hmm. that you're doing something right. And it's like, dang, if the worst thing that people are going to say to you is that you're too busy. Yeah. You know, <laughs> besides you working 24 seven, I mean, you want to work some more hours. I don't know how to, you know, fix that right off the top, but that's a good problem to have. Yeah. And I talked to a guy, he does lawn care. And of course. He was like, you need to find a way to clone yourself. He's like, that's what you do. And I was yeah. like, how do I clone myself? Right. And I guess the, the next answer was teach people, teach other barbers. Not that I'm trying to make barbers come work for me, but just to instill the same kind of love and genuineness and 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 professionalism is the biggest thing. Like, Because we want this to be taken 
like it used to be. We want this to be like, okay, held in high regard to the, you know, kings of Egypt, right. you know, which people can't really fathom that kind of, you know, no, nobility. But honestly, that's how we were regarded. And that's what we want to bring back to this industry. Right. So, of course, that's where I'm thinking, am I need to find someone else to work? <laughs> yeah. There's no there's no crown cuts because I'm 45 minutes from from the school in Bristol. Okay. So there isn't a school except, you know, which I encourage people to go. Um, they have the trade schools and stuff mm-hmm. to uh, to go to trade school and or go to Crown Cuts. You know, I have a couple of students that are in high school that and, and kudos to them because they were just like freshmen in high school and they said, "I want to cut hair." Parents brought them a, sh- a barber chair and they cut in their house. Freshmen in what? high school, yeah, exactly. Like just to have that kind of laser focus, I think it's incredible at that age. You know? Wow, but yeah, Emma needs. A, I don't know. Shout out, we need to find someone to uh, work with Emma since his schedule's so busy. <laughs> yeah, I need a clone. I need you to work. I need you to do all the work and give me the money that you make. I don't need. <laughs> if I could cut hair, you hire me to do that. Work. Of course, I don't. Cu- I don't cut. I don't hair. need you to. Hire, I, I'm gonna get you work for me besides cutting. Hair. But it, I think we had a great episode, and I really appreciate you coming on. Um, if do you have any final thoughts that you want to share? I just always want to tell people. People, uh, like I said, believe in your dreams, follow them. Uh, don't let anybody stop you, friends, family, or whatever. Do do what you love. Uh, and like I said, whenever you start your business, hit me up if you have any questions about anything. Uh, trust me, we'll we'll work it out. But it's been fun seeing you again. Emma's my buddy, and I miss Jordan today. Yeah, Jordan. T- good luck with your test, buddy. <laughs> yeah, good luck, Jordan, on your test. Hopefully, everything goes well. Craig has a safe trip back from Milwaukee. Yes. Uh, thank you all for listening again, and and God, we'll have the whole crew back here next time. All Barbara right. Barbara College success. See ya. <laughs>